of shit. Yeah, you know how we do. Uh, uh, this is more than you can chew. I made a theme song of creamed with jeans on. I'm the original Don Juan. I made a theme song. I made a theme song. I'm wearing a green thong. I exploded a time bomb. I made a theme song. I made a theme song. I named my cat Dong. Put an egg on my ramen. I made a theme song. I fucking made a theme song. Didn't plan it to be this long. Turns out everything rhymes with song. I made a theme song. I made a theme song. Swallowed my long johns. These lyrics are mad strong. I fucking made a theme song. Holy shit. Alright, here we go. Welcome to the show, More Than You Can Chew. I'm your host, Tiffany Moore. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, it's May 13th. I know I, di- I haven't put out an episode in probably a couple months now. <clears throat> um, does anybody else find it really weird that April just didn't happen? April just didn't fucking exist. There's some weird shit going on, and the fact that April has just completely disappeared has... I don't know what happened in April. April was just, like, somehow three days long. I don't know how that's possible. But, um... I'm not using that as an excuse to not put out an episode, but seriously, April did not exist. I don't know what the fuck April was. April was just like, what the fuck? Um, so you might notice some changes if you, uh, look at the episodes of this podcast. Um, first and foremost... Uh, podcasts are a little different these days than they were 10 years ago. And, uh, whether you're aware of this or not, you can't have copyrighted music on your podcast these days, okay? Because everyone and their fucking mom is going to send you an email telling you that you have copyrighted music on your podcast, and how you're going to be sued and how like all like just all of these threats I kept getting about these fucking podcast episodes. So I did a full clean house of all of my prior episodes and uh, completely had to take down thoughts from the top of a Ferris wheel. That podcast is just completely gone now because it would have been way too difficult to edit out all of the music in that, in those episodes. Um, so basically all that's left is the most recent episodes of this podcast when I came back to it and I was able to keep up the time bomb etiquette podcast. My other podcast that I did when I was going through some fucking crazy ass shit. So everything else I took down And I'm hoping at some point I can go through and um, edit them in some way to remove the music and put them up 
I don't know, maybe on a different site or a different forum or something. Uh, so yeah, all of the episodes are gone. And I thought, honestly, like I was really annoyed doing it. I was just, I felt kind of pissed off while I was doing it. And then, like I saved all the episodes. And then after I deleted them all from my podcast hosting site, I was just like, yeah, this is kind of fine. You know, this is kind of not really that big of a deal, honestly, which I was shocked by because I had put so much work into those episodes, especially thoughts from the top of a Ferris wheel, like really personal stuff. And, you know, it was all me that was like, very personal to me and very raw along with some like the really older episodes on here and it was also just part of this life that I don't really identify with anymore you know like this podcast I've been contributing to you know on and off for 10 years now and my like you just go through so many changes and I guess I just thought it was going to be a lot more difficult for me to take that down but it was actually really easy for me to do in the end and I actually felt like it was kind of a new start and if I ever want to actually <laughs> make any kind of effort to create an actual following for this podcast, I can't have copyrighted music on it. So like all of the signs were there, just was kind of like leading up to this eventual point that was going to have to happen at some point. So I was like, fuck it. I want to be in control of this. I'm so sick of getting these like just non-stop emails of like all of the shit that they're gonna do like if I don't you know remove these but it's just such bullshit so it's like fine like I don't even fucking care anymore honestly and just took just completely cleaned house and uh yeah kind of surprised at how unattached I was to a lot of that stuff and I even went back recently and was listening to some of the episodes and really really liked them but it's just, I know that that's always going to be a part of my story. Like everything that I talked about in those episodes, all of the guests that I had on, you know, a lot of the episodes were with my ex. Like this was a huge significant portion of my life of what my life was. And that's just not my story at this point. Like that's just not my story anymore. So it didn't feel you know, terribly difficult to part with. And plus I know that eventually I am going to go through it and like put them back up maybe as like vintage episodes on here or something. Um, the ones I really liked. So yeah, if you see like that my podcast just went from a hundred some episodes to like five, that's why. So, um, also a huge part of why April just didn't exist was be I just like could not stop smoking pot and 
I didn't really realize how much I guess I had been doing it to escape or avoid things. And you usually don't realize that until you take a decent amount of time away from it. And um, what happened was like a couple weeks ago, I got sick. I'm assuming it's some form of COVID because I still can't smell or taste anything. And like my throat was so sore, I just couldn't smoke. So I got this like RSO oil and that shit, Jesus fucking Christ. Like this isn't your, and I remember in my youth getting into a stranger's car with some friends and driving around on a weekend night for hours, going from house to house of strangers who I had no idea who they were, just these grown men with, uh, that just like reeked of <laughs> so many smells. And you would just drive around in their car and you would go from house to house, these, these houses that they would take you to, to find this dirty ass shake weed. And that's how we would get our weed when I was when I was a sweet young child and today this isn't weed <laughs> this isn't something that is coming from the earth anymore like this this isn't even from a plant anymore like this is straight up engineered chemical compound and I got this RSO oil because I was like, well, I can't smoke because it kills my throat. So I'm just going to like take this oil. So I go to the dispensary and I'm telling the guy, like, I'm not crazy about this because like I've had some really bad experiences on edibles, like legit in the corner of the room crying, like having an anxiety attack, you know, like because I took too much and I, I never know like how much I'm going to like how much I should take. And I always have like these really weird experiences on edibles. So he goes, well, they, they recommend that you take the size of a grain of rice. And he says, but I did that. And I'm like an avid smoker. I've been smoking all my life. And that fucked me up. He goes, start with half. He goes, no, start with a quarter of a grain of rice. And I'm like, motherfucker, are you serious? Like, this is so insane. So of course I take too much the first time. I think it's like... I think I'm taking like such a minuscule amount and he's like, you know, put it on a spoon with some peanut butter because you have to take some like something with some fats to like really have it, you know, like all these rules. So I digest this. I wait the, you know, 30, 45 minutes for it to kick in. And then I'm just talking to God. You know what I mean? Like it's not, there's no, there's no like in between of like, Ooh, I'm starting to feel a little tingly. It's just like, boom, hi, God. Um, I just need to confess everything that I've been thinking in my head. Uh, it was, it wasn't even like, I, I just get this really anxious feeling and I have like really bad anxiety if I take too much of some form of edible or anything that's like super strong like that. And I've been smoking every day of my life. <laughs> like, I... I am not a stranger to edibles or any of this shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's 
just insane <laughs> what weed has turned into over a matter of like 10, 15 years. It's fucking insane to me. So I'm automatically just like, I can't, I can't do this level. Like I, I just can't be on this level. Like I'm trying to escape what the, the whole point of being a non-existent human in April was just like, I was just reading too many headlines. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the type of person. I know there are people out there who can do this, but I, it's not in, like, it's just not in me in any form of way where I can just casually scroll through headlines of the news and just be like, hmm, oh, oh, hmm, yeah, that's happening. Okay, oh, that's happening. It's just like, I need to do something about this right fucking now. And the whole world is depending on me to fix this somehow. And I need to sit here and figure out how I'm gonna solve this problem for everybody. Like every time, every time I start reading headlines, it's just like, it, it goes to that fucking level. So I'm just like, what can I do? What can I do? How can I help? What can I like, and I just get so, overwhelmed in my own head and I'm just like there's fucking nothing I can do and I'm just gonna smoke pot you know what I mean and I'm just gonna smoke pot and escape and be a fucking hermit and not talk to people and you know, just like completely dip out of society for a few months at a time sometimes a few years at a time um so this was just like in the entirety of April just like complete zombie like I can't like I it's not happening like I just I know there's people out there who are just fucking raw dogging life like ah uh, fucking madman you know like oh you don't drink you don't do drugs you don't have any kind of vice like you don't even drink coffee like who the fuck in 2023 is out here just raw dogging life fuck yourself fuck yourself like what are you trying to prove? Honestly, what are you trying to prove? So I've had to be, I've had no other option but to be sober for the past, you know, week and a half or whatever, because I can't smoke and I'm not doing this fucking oil. Like, I just, I can't be talking to God that I just can't, I can't be like, I can't be on that level of like zzz, bzz, just like a bumblebee like going from flower to flower i don't know what the fuck was happening it was just like a fever dream so i've just been sober and <laughs> and i can't taste or smell anything so it just feels like everything like all of the luxuries of life have been stripped from me and i'm just stuck in this sober dark place of like being aware of everything that's fucking happening and just having to be in it and like be aware of it and just acknowledge it and know that I'm fucking helpless in all of it. So then the only thing my mind can think of is, okay, you can't like do anything on this grand scale to help people that you th you really think you're capable of doing and you can't understand like why you, your mind can't take you to this place of like thinking of something right now to just solve all the world problems. I, I really like, 
that's seriously like thought like why can't you do so like why aren't you able to just fix this right now like this is so stupid so i'm just like what can i do in my immediate vicinity that feels like i'm not just this piece of shit like you know taking up space or like whatever the fuck i'm like giving myself hell for so i have my patio door open like last week sometime and i can hear my neighbor she comes out to her patio um in my apartment complex and i can hear her on her phone saying um she lost like some account or her bank or something lost a hundred dollars and she's getting charged all these fees and she lost her job and she's just like freaking out basically because she doesn't know what she's gonna do and my mind immediately is like oh I have a hundred dollars sitting in an envelope right now that I've just been collecting from like tips people have been like a lot of times you know doing rideshare like people would just give you cash tips so I, you know, was like stashing it in an envelope for like a month and I had a hundred bucks, like saving it for a rainy day, like wasn't going to make or break anything. Now, I'll also say at this time that I had $22 in my checking account because I hadn't been working for a week and I have like a thousand dollars in my savings account and I have like, you know, a shit ton of credit cards just sitting there in case like anything comes up. So... Uh, it beyond any kind of like feeling like you know some type of hero and like coming in to save this woman or like any it's just completely my brain is so logical and I know that's hard to understand because I am flighty as fuck sometimes and I'm real hippy dippy and shit sometimes but overall I have a very analytical and logical mind that probably a lot of people don't really see in me but I'm very logical so I can't help this logic in my mind to be like, she needs a hundred dollars. You have a hundred dollars sitting in this envelope. Like this, this isn't like, we're, we're not figuring out some kind of like algebra equation. Like it just makes sense that you give her the money, but I don't want it to like, nobody wants to feel like a charity case. And I also am very like, I'd rather be the stuck up bitch who doesn't talk to people than have to interact with my neighbors. You know what I mean? Like I'm pleasant. I'll, I'll throw you a hello when I pass you in the hall, but I'm not going to sit there and get into a conversation with you. Like, I don't want you to know anything about my life. You're never going to see my, in the inside of my apartment. None of that stuff. Like I'm, I'm a loner 100%. I'm super independent. Like I don't rely on people. I don't ask people for favors. That's just like not in my fucking nature. So I'm like, I can't just hand her this hundred dollars because any human being in that situation is going to feel like they owe you something or they're going to be like super nice to you now out of nowhere. And I wanted nothing to do with that. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like put this in an envelope and like slide it under her door with no you know message or anything and she, like she won't know who it's from and and boom that's done so i hear that she's still outside talking on the phone and i go and i grab the money put it in the envelope seal it 
and I go to put it under her door and I'm like, oh fuck, she has one of these like, I don't really know what it is, but it's like, it's like a door stopper thing. It's like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm just like, it would be for a smoker who doesn't want like any smoke to escape the very bottom of the door. Like you can't get anything under there. So I was like, fuck, I can't just like slide this under there. So I'm going through all of these <laughs> ideas and scenarios in my head of how I can just like magically get her this money without actually having to give it to her in person and let her know it's actually from me. So I was like, well, maybe when she leaves, I can like go outside and put it like on her patio somewhere. And I'm like, ah, it's been raining so much. I don't want it to get wet. So... I'm, I'm just like, whatever, fuck it. Like, I am just so terrified of, like, human interaction right now. I just can't even deal with this. So I just put it back where I found it. And I was like, I don't know. Something will come to me. I'll figure something out. So a couple days later, she's outside again talking about, like, you know, how she needs groceries. And she's on the phone with someone and just, like, really going through it, really struggling. And I'm like, motherfuck, like I, I have to do something. Like to me, it was also just like, what the fuck is a hundred dollars gonna do for somebody? You know what I mean? It's not, to, to me, it's just like, it's fucking a hundred bucks. Like it's not really, but she kept saying it's this hundred dollars that's missing. And I was just like, I, I can't help <laughs> being very logical. And also I always think like, everything is a fucking sign from the universe. You know what I mean? Like trying to get me to do things. So I'm just like, it's not a coincidence that I happen to have a hundred dollars in this envelope. And she keeps talking about this hundred dollars that she needs. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to like uh, knock on her door and say like, I found this envelope by her door and I just wanted to make sure she got it or something. So <clears throat> I was leaving yesterday and that was the other thing is just like, I know I can cash out like same day when I work. I know I'm going back to work eventually. I'm not going to be sick forever. You know what I mean? Like I know when I go back to work, I'm going to be able to cash out like a couple hundred bucks that day. You know, like it's not like this hundred bucks is going to make or break me. So I knock on her door. She answers and I was just like, Hey, just wanted to let you know, I saw this envelope, you know, sitting outside your door. I just wanted to make sure you got it. it looked kind of like important out now. And she was like, oh, okay, thanks. So I went off, did my thing, uh, went to work. And when I got back home, there was a note on my door and it said, um, the envelope was plain. So I don't know how you knew it was for me, but she said, but it said, if it was from you, it truly meant everything to me from the bottom of my heart. And she signed her name. And that just like, it, I, I didn't want to make it a big deal. I didn't want to like, and I didn't even like say anything back. I just like, let that be. But something like that helps you to put everything else into perspective where you can't do like, these grand gestures for the world that is fucking on fire. But in these small moments that you have with like humanity that you are around on a daily basis, 
you can really, really, really make a huge fucking impact on somebody's life with something that's like, really doesn't mean anything to you. You know what I mean? Like that hundred bucks was, I was just like, that's just sitting there waiting for a rainy day. And it was just, I couldn't help the logical side of my mind of just being like, you have a hundred dollars just sitting there doing nothing. You're, you're not going to do anything with it. You know, you're not going to do anything with it. She needs this money. Like it just made sense. Like that if there's not even, it's not anything beyond that except it just makes sense. So you fucking do it. So those are little things that, and it doesn't even have to be like money. You know what I mean? Like giving money to people or whatever. It can just be like, there's so many things that you can do to just make someone's fucking day. And I know that sounds so cheesy. And I hate when fucking people brag about this shit too. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just making a point of like, when you feel really helpless on a grand scale, if you're really empathetic and you can actually feel the energy of the pain that people are going through and you feel so fucking helpless that it's just destroying you and you need to smoke mass copious amounts of weed just to exist in that reality there are things that you can do that will still make you feel like a fucking human being that's my point um so anyway Tomorrow is Mother's Day, and I'm feeling kind of like weird about it. Um, my mom has been dead for five, a little over five years, um, and it, I think like there's a lot of death I've experienced in my life with, you know, close friends, family members, really, really close family members and family members. I really didn't know that well. Uh, when your mom dies, no matter what kind of relationship you might have with her, it hits different. It just hits on a totally different level. And, um, There's just these moments that you know that like, I, I think people have this tendency when people die to want to, you know, only talk about the good things or, you know, act like if their relationship was maybe something that it actually wasn't. And I'm going to keep it a hundred. Like me and my mom had a really tumultuous relationship it was difficult as fuck. It was one of the most difficult relationships I've ever experienced in my life. And my mom was really good at keeping people at a distance and knowing how to cut you to fucking pieces with her words, like what she would say to you. She would just know exactly what to say to just like cut you the fuck up. And I was going through, like, this old laptop I have recently. I don't even remember why. I was looking for, like, some writings or something like that. 
And um, I found all these like screenshots I had saved of my mom uh, writing really mean things to me or like a really like rude comment that she had put on my Facebook page or something about that. Like when I went to the women's march um, when Trump was elected in Washington, I, I remember I went to the women's march and she was just like, looks like a circus, you know, like she, she was just like so negative about the pictures I had posted and the comments she had put on there were just like so fucking rude and, and, um, just like emails that I had from her where she was just like, you know, you're out of the family, like just all of this fucked up shit that she would say to me. And my mom really taught me that the more you can shut the fuck up when someone is just like slicing into you, the better off you're gonna be because like that person will go tenfold and make an ass out of themselves and like you're staying cool. Like that's honestly, and that's something like I would always really try to put in place you know in roles of authority you know like at work you know in management positions or whatever just like I'm gonna let you say everything that you want to say and like I'm I'm never gonna lose my cool in from you like I will never lose my cool in front of you and same thing with like getting in fights with people and especially with my mom it's just like I'm gonna let you say all of this shit and I'm gonna clearly take fucking screenshots of it and like archive this shit in a fucking folder of why you're a shitty mom. You know what I mean? Like whatever I was doing this for, whatever reason I was saving all of this shit for, it was all just to prove like, you're not ever going to get to me because like, I'm never gonna show you my cards. I'm never gonna show you like, I will be as cool as a fucking cucumber while you lay into me every fucking time and I'm never gonna stoop to that level. And that's just how I vote, like, that's just how I really, like, strive to be all the time. And it wasn't even like I was suppressing anything, it was just like, I want you, like, I, it's passive aggressive in a way, you know, because it's just like, I'm going to show you, you're never going to get to me to the point where like, you want me to react because I know that's what you want so bad. I know you want a reaction from me and I know that's all you want is a reaction. My mom didn't mean half the shit she said and she would never apologize for it. She would just like brush it all under the rug and the next time you talk to her, it's like, you know, it never happened and you would just have to pretend like, okay, I live in this fantasy world with you. If, if we want to continue any type of relationship, I just have to pretend like you didn't send me this scathing 10 page email of like, what a piece of shit I am. So that was a lot of our relationship of just like, and it was just her like protecting herself. You know what I mean? Like she didn't have the tools. She didn't know how to communicate with people. She didn't like, she didn't, she wasn't raised with any of those kind of tools of like, it, it, she just didn't know. She didn't know how to communicate her anger. And I don't even think most of the time it was anger. I think it was just like, she didn't understand me and 
she just wanted to say things to get a reaction from me because when she said that shit to her husband, her husband would beat the shit out of her. She got the reaction, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's not exactly the reaction she was hoping for, or maybe it was, I don't fucking know. My mom was a fucking mystery to me, a complete and total mystery. Like, I don't, there's so much I don't understand about her. And you find this point of, you know, after she's been dead, you know, however long it takes, you just find this point where it's like, I understand you so much better now, (laughs) honestly, because you're able to move on from all of these things that were once making this relationship so convoluted like everything that messed up this relationship with my mom everything that stood in our way it just kind of like melts away over time and you can't help but start to understand her like I, I just can't help but understand her more the more the time goes on because it's like no matter what she said to me no matter how many fights we got in I was in the wrong too. It wasn't like all on her. I was doing fucked up shit to her too. And in the grand scheme of things, I'm never going to have that opportunity for her to say really shitty things to me again. And I'm also never going to have the opportunity for her to say like, she loves me. Or, you know, like, I remember her birthday right before she passed she was born on November 9th and she died on I think like November 27th or November 29th and um that birthday like it was always hard trying to figure out something for her birthday because I never wanted to go home and but I wanted to like do something for her you know what I mean so it was just like on a whim I remember her last birthday, I was just like, hey, do you want to meet at McConnell's Mills? It's like a halfway point and we could just talk and, um, you know, like have a little, they're having like some kind of fall fest or something like that. And we could just, you know, celebrate your birthday a little bit. And she said, yes, you know, like I was kind of shocked and it just kind of worked out. We didn't plan it. It was just on a whim. I asked her the day of, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm off today. You know, if you want to, it was like a Saturday or Sunday or something, if you want to meet up. And it was at a time where I was really deep into talking to my biological dad's side of the family and trying to find things out from my childhood and I was getting really frustrated because they would all, I had several of his sisters telling me like they knew about the sexual abuse that happened, you know, from my, my dad, but they didn't want to talk to me about it. Like they were aware of it, but they, they didn't want to talk to me about it. They didn't feel like it was their place to talk to me about it. And that was just like the story of my life, you know? Nobody ever wanted to talk about it with me. So I was just frustrated and the frustration from that and the frustration from my mom never wanting to talk to me about it. And all of it had just been like, like, I just, I I couldn't, 
I just couldn't let it go. You know what I mean? Like, even this many years later, I just fucking couldn't let it go. And we met up that day and we were both just kind of awkward. You know what I mean? Because we didn't see each other a lot. We didn't talk a lot. And um, I started telling her about what his sisters had been telling me, you know, and how they knew about it. And she just had no fucking reaction. You know what I mean? It just pissed me off even more because she just was like, huh? Oh yeah. Wow. That's, that's weird. And she's like, I'm talking to you about my father molesting me and this is your response and it was just so f aggravating because it, that was always her response and it just drove me fucking nuts and i i i i just was kind of like relentless with her you know what i mean just like well how could how could you not know what was going on you know what i mean like just like you really you don't remember anything she's like no i don't remember i just don't remember and i was like that's really fucking hard to hear, you know, like it's really, really difficult for me to take that in. And it was just something, it was so beyond the fact that it happened. It was so beyond that. And that I was, you know, like putting all of the puzzle pieces together and seeing it for what it was. It was the fact that she just was not willing to go to those depths with me that fucking pissed me off. And it, it wasn't even about any more of just like, did it happen or, or do you remember it or, or what, why didn't you do anything or any of that stuff. It was like, can you just meet me on this fucking level as your daughter telling you that I was sexually abused by the man that you were married to? Like, is that even fucking possible? And it was like, she just couldn't go, like she just couldn't go there. And you know, now, I look back on that and I'm like, well, no fucking shit. Like what mother after, after now understanding everything that she endured in her life and all of the shit that she had to put up with from the men in her life and like the secrets that she fucking died with, you know what I mean? Like this was something like she, she actually couldn't handle it. Like her mind physically could not take her there. And I understand it because I've blacked out a lot of my childhood too. I've like literally blocked those things out, blocked out so much of my childhood. I have very few memories from my childhood. So I understand that, but I, I just, I couldn't let it go. And there was just so many things that we didn't see eye to eye on and, um, like I said, it was just a really, really tumultuous relationship. So when I hugged her goodbye, I was just, I broke down crying and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not the daughter you wanted. And she started crying and she was like, you are the daughter I wanted, you know? And that's, that's the last thing I said to my mom. Um, And it's not like, I don't have any regrets. I know a lot of people have regrets when someone dies, but I, 
I live my life in a very odd way where I'm always thinking about death. So, I mean, like, my mom died at 57, my dad died at 60, my brother died, you know, when he was, like, like 40. And then I've just had, like, random deaths, you know, between those people and stuff like that. But I, I'm, I don't know, I'm always thinking of, like, if this person died tomorrow, is there anything I wish I would have said to them or I wish I would have done differently? And that's just how I live my life. I don't know. That's just like so ingrained in me that I'm always thinking like that. And um, so I don't, I don't have any regrets because <clears throat> I understand that if she was still alive today, our relationship, it's not like... I would have had this big epiphany, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like anything would be any different. And I would probably, like, it feels fucked up to say it, but there was a big relief when my mom died. There was a big weight off of my shoulders as much as it was like, I didn't know how to handle it. And I was in denial for years and, you know, didn't go to her funeral. So I didn't really like have to even basically come to terms with it, you know what I mean? Like, I really didn't have to face that for years afterwards. I know our relationship, it's not like something would have magically changed. I mean, the odds of something just magically changing and us being able to build a healthy relationship were just, the odds were so stacked against us, you know? And when she died, it was just like, fuck, man. Thank you, like she my mom looked like death so many times like the last few years when I had seen her like the few times I had been able to see her I was just like you just fucking like I wouldn't say it to her but it was just like you just look so tired you look so tired of life you just look so fucking worn down and sometimes I'm really shocked that she made it to 57 honestly when I look back at like everything that she was going through and everything on her plate and everything that she took on and everything that she had to handle and take care of in her life like it's fucking mind-blowing to me that she made it to 57 absolutely mind-blowing and I'm constantly like every year on my birthday I'm like holy shit <laughs> fuck really? We made it through another year of this? Really? Like, I'm not kidding you. Since I was a kid, like, it, it, since my teen years, like, every single year on my birthday, I'm like, holy shit. I'm still here and, like, this fucking meat suit is still working and, like, everything still works proper. Like, how the fuck did this happen? I'm not a... I'm not a long-term type of person. I'm not a commitment-focused type of person. I don't have a fucking 401k. Are you kidding me? Like, none of that shit. None of that shit plays into my life. Like, I'm very much like, am I going to make it to my next birthday? Because that's just always been my mindset. And I have to trick my brain into thinking. I have to use, like, fucking cheat codes on my brain when I need to actually think about something long-term because I just can't, like, it doesn't, I can't make the formula equate in my mind to think about anything past, like, tomorrow. 
You know what I mean? Um, it just it does, like does not compute, does not compute. So, and the fact that like my mom died at 57, my dad died at 60, you know what I mean? And, like the odds that I'm gonna have like a really long life, not really in my favor. Um, so yeah, like every year I'm just like, wow, holy fucking shit. Like this is wild. I actually like made it through. It's like an accomplishment to me just to like make it to this point because of the fucking crazy ass shit I've been through in my life. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't have any regrets. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like there's anything I wish I would have said to her. Um, I think it does fuck with me that that was the last thing I said to my mom and then she died two weeks later. Yeah, yeah, that fucks with me a little bit sometimes, but I try not to uh, let that get to me too much. But um, yeah, so Mother's Day is always kind of fucking weird. I've also been having a lot of conversations recently with um, women I'm picking up uh, doing the rideshare gig. And I have like coloring books and stuff in the back and everybody, there's always someone who's making a comment like, oh, you must have kids. And I'm just like, no, I just literally was like, what would I want if I was back there? I would want coloring books and crayons and markers and shit. So that's why all that's back there. And, um, but it's just nonstop. Like you must have kids. And I picked this woman up one day and she was like, we were talking and, um, I don't remember what we were talking about, but she was like, you sound like you have kids and you got more than one. And I was just like, and I just kind of laughed. I was just like, I'm not even gonna, you know, fight it at this point. I was just like, yeah. And it was this weird kind of bond that I've never had with a woman before. I've never had that experience because I am so deathly terrified to ever have kids. Like I am the fear I feel like I've had two abortions uh, because I'm just so... I've been pregnant twice and I got fucking abortions because I was just like, there's just no way, like, I don't trust myself. I really don't trust myself. And maybe that's, you know, this thing that I made up in my head to keep me protected, you know, to some point, to some level. But I just, nothing, nothing in life terrifies me more than the thought of having kids. And um, it was really interesting to have this moment with this woman that, as a woman, it's hard to explain, but it feels other women a lot of times can make you feel like, you know, you have this one gift that only, you know, a certain number of people on this planet are able to actually have. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of women who can't have kids. And you, 
were pregnant twice and you had fucking abortions. You know what I mean? And it's kind of just like this stigma of like, you have this gift and here you are abusing it. And it's like, in my mind, I'm doing the world a favor. I'm not joking. Like in my mind, I felt like that is the only logical thing I can do because I can't trust myself enough to raise a kid and take the risk of it turning out like just really fucked up. You know what I mean? Like just, just fucking someone up beyond the point of like, what if I fucked a kid up so bad that they wanted to kill themselves? You know what I mean? Like how many times did I want to do that as a kid? And thank God, like a lot of times it didn't take when I did try to kill myself, but I could not live with, like, I just could not live with the guilt and resentment I would have towards myself if I failed that greatly at being a parent, you know what I mean? And I just, like, I never felt like I was in the right kind of mindset. I never felt like I I had a stable enough mind frame to have a like to bring life into this world is the most intimidating thing I can possibly imagine like I've done some crazy shit I quit my job without a backup in the pandemic with no fucking money I just quit my job <laughs> like I was I was like a fucking drug addict for years like I did really 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 stupid shit and I was like, what if I just can't handle this one day and I just like, you know, drop these kids somewhere, you know, or this child that I have and move across the country like my dad, never to be heard from again. Like, I was just, there. there's nothing more terror. Like, I can't even explain how fucking terrifying the thought of having kids is. And <clears throat> I've expressed that to other women that you know, I've had these conversations with that I picked up and they're just like, everybody thinks that, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't think people think it on this level that, that I do. Like, I really don't think a lot of women are thinking it on this level and just across the board, women are like, you will instinctually know what to do when the moment comes. And I'm like, you do you do like i don't know like it's very very difficult for me to process that kind of responsibility when i can barely like i'm barely taking care of myself dude i'm barely taking care of myself and it's just this really weird revelation to have of like you know, now at 41, starting to wonder, like, after all of these women have, you know, reiterated the same story, and the women that I'm picking up aren't living in, like, these rich, fancy places, you know what I mean? Like, they're fucking in, they're working, like, three jobs trying to survive, and they still have a good, great outlook, you know what I mean? Like, and... You know, something people always say is just like, they the kids will make you stronger. Like the kids will make you push for things you never thought you could push for. They'll make you like 
work work towards things you would never think to like work towards and it's like how do you know like how do you know that's for everybody how do you, these are thoughts in my you know what i mean like how what if what if i'm not like that like what if i'm not on that same level and it's not like i'm fucking great with kids i am great like i'm the best fucking aunt seriously i love my nieces and nephews so much and i'm just like they are so amazing to me but i i really can't possibly imagine having that like 24 7 and never having any escape like i'm a fucking loner dude i need so much alone time and at the same time there is this part of me that is just like ingrained in me that like you're not fulfilling this purpose of being a woman in this weird way. You know what I mean? Like, just because it's this, like, fucking patriarchal thing ingrained into me of just, like, you're a woman, this is your purpose here on Earth. You know what I mean? To, like, provide life and to give life and to keep life, you know, going. <clears throat> I don't know, it's just a weird, it's a weird place to be in. It's weird thinking about if, like, am I missing out on something... You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never had that. I've never given myself the opportunity to even, to even entertain the thought of having kids because it's just like, no, it's, it's been such a hard no all of my life because it's like, there's no fucking way you should ever be able to raise a child which sucks because I'm really fucking nurturing and I'm I'm really good at like I'm there would be a lot of things I'd be really fucking good at I know of being a mom like I know there would be a lot of things I would get right because like I just know me I know how I am with people I know how I am with kids there's a lot of things I would get right but the things I would get wrong terrify me to no fucking end like I wouldn't be able to I just couldn't live like and that's this other thing of like <clears throat> I'm never gonna understand my mom on that level because I don't have kids so there's so many things that like I'm just really never ever going to understand because I see things from like such a specific spoiled point of view basically you know because I've only really when it comes down to it I only really have to think about myself you know what I mean like there's just so much that I can't understand about my mom because I haven't had to sacrifice so many things in my life for you know children for people in my family so yeah that Mother's Day like yeah, gets you in a weird headspace, gets you thinking about some things differently, and overall it's just kind of like a bummer, you know, that she's not here to celebrate. And, um, this isn't in any way like, go hug your mom tomorrow or go celebrate your mom. Like, if you have a fucked up with relationship with your mom, one, you're not alone. Most people do. Because... Your mom is here to trigger all of these things inside of you. Like, that's her purpose in being here. That's your parents. Like, they trigger all of these things inside of you. So, 
You either want to be exactly like them or you want to be the farthest thing you can possibly imagine from them. And that's been me, always on that spectrum of like, I'm going to be the exact opposite. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. You know what I mean? It was just like, I'm going to show you, you know, what it's really like, what, you know, love actually is. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so, yeah. To wrap things up. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there tomorrow. I can't imagine. I cannot fucking imagine what a bitch and what a blessing it is to be a mom. I really can't. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened to April. And, uh, yeah. Eventually, all the old episodes hopefully will make it back up without the music and yeah uh everybody out there who's raw dog in life with me right now peace be with you talk to you soon bye